All right, so I decided to actually record this while I'm on the trail, so I don't know if the quality of this will actually be any good or not, but we'll give it a go. Welcome to season two of my podcast, Chasing Squirrels Testimonies of Active Faith Podcast. This is Trish McCarthy. I'm your host, and I'm so glad that you're listening today. Thank you so much to all of my regular listeners who have faithfully listened, um, encouraged, and uh, just spurred me on. And I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for your support and encouragement. It really means the world to me. Um, I do, <laughs> for, the, for those of you who have been my regular listeners, you know that I haven't actually published an episode in quite a while. I took a little bit of a hiatus uh, doing what I really believe I was supposed to do, living by that life motto that the Lord gave me a few years ago, which is do the last thing he told you to do and spend time with him and do the next thing God tells you to do and spend time with him. And oftentimes people will ask me or even I think ask ourselves, how do you, how do you actually know that you're hearing from him? Like, does he audibly with a megaphone, you know, send these messages down from heaven? Hey, Trish, it's time for you to take a break from your podcast. No, not really. I don't usually hear audible voices, but we all who have committed our lives to him, have surrendered our lives to him. Those of us who believe that he um, is our savior, that he died and rose from the dead and ascended into heaven and we've placed our commitment and our trust in him knowing that because of his death and resurrection he took away our sins and we can have eternal life with him for all of us who believe that we have been given the most beautiful powerful gift ever (laughs) better than any gift you can ever get and that is the gift of the holy spirit and so i will say most sorry i'm out of breath i can't wait to tell you why i'm walking this trail Um, anyway, so I will say most of the time I hear like an inner, like this little still small voice inside of me because the Holy Spirit, Jesus gave us that helper, that helper that lives in me. That is the voice of discernment and the voice of wisdom speaks to me and in such a soft, sweet way, in an undeniable way, I know that it's him. And You know, some of you who are listening, you know what I'm talking about. You just can't deny it. So, and oftentimes it's actually through his word, which you also have to have the help of the Holy Spirit to be able to understand and comprehend and put into practice the things that you're reading in his word. So, I have been doing that. I've been waiting on the Lord to see what is my next step, Lord. What do you want me to do next in this ministry? And I've... um, done what I think God told me to do, and that is to take a break. It was time for me to focus on my family for a bit. Courtney was getting ready to leave for Thailand. Morgan graduated from college. And then, so those were big life changes that just required a lot of extra time and energy and just time with my family. And then we had another kind of welcome addition to our our season or our um, the season of life, I guess. And that is that uh, my husband, Brendan, got a position at the high school, Cedar Park High School, 
coaching football and teaching. He has not been in the classroom for quite a while. And so it's just, you know, brought things to a whole different level. Unfortunately, he doesn't get a lot of planning time. And so there's that. There's just been a lot of challenges. And I clearly felt the Lord telling me, this is your season to come alongside and support and encourage and help your husband um, in many ways. Very physical, um, sorry, that didn't sound right. Very, very uh, tangible ways like sitting down with him at the computer and walking through lesson plans. It's been a long time since he's done that and I have a background in that. I have a background in teaching and instructional coaching. So, you know, meeting some very, some needs in a very tangible way and then just being that support and encouragement that we all need when we start something new. There's that learning curve, that type of thing. So anyhow, I've been doing that and I've been questioning and going to the Lord a lot saying, what is it? What does this look like for my podcast, for my ministry? Can I do both Lord? Because I'm tired. <laughs> Brendan's tired. We're so tired. We also get up at 3.15 a couple days a week, too, for practice. I like to get up with him. I don't always get up at 3.15, but I aim to, and I do hear him get up. So we're just not, I'm just tired. So anyway, I've been asking him, what does this look like? What does this season look like? And I've been waiting and waiting. And I always go by this. If I don't have a clear answer from the Lord what to do, I don't do anything. And so that's what I've been doing. And sometimes that feels really counterintuitive because we're doers. I'm a doer and it feels counterintuitive to not be doing. And so anyhow, I haven't been doing it. And there are a couple things that I know I'm supposed to do with this new season. And one was to start off with the first testimony from my dear friend, Tara, Tara Bradham Deny. She, that will be the next episode. She um, is the whole reason why I got started in doing podcasting. Uh, Well, obviously the Lord put it on my heart, but he used her, I will say. He used her to help me get started. And he had uh, put it on her heart to interview me for one of her episodes. And when I listened to it, some of you have heard this story, but I listened to it and I heard my voice, which I actually put off listening to it because I don't really like um, my voice. (laughs) And when I listened to it, I didn't hate it. And I thought, oh Lord, you this is it. You've given me a platform to be able to share testimonies, my own personal testimonies of all the wonderful things that you've done in my life, but also a platform for other people to share their testimonies. So I did what God told me to do. And I hopped on a plane and I went to Montana, not a bad place to go. Got to see Yellowstone, which was at the top of my bucket list. And Tara showed me the ropes. She gave me the encouragement and just that kind of shot in the arm that I needed to be able to do it. And that was exactly a year ago. A little more than a year ago so as the date was approaching I really knew that I would be starting the second season close to that time when I actually went out to see Tara and then I also knew that the, for the first episode would be hers just to kind of commemorate that whole thing and I actually interviewed her back in December and here we are how many months later I'm finally airing her episode and I'll tell you what it kind of bothered me for a while because I'm thinking why I don't feel led to, to publish this episode yet? Why am I not doing this? Why am I not doing this? But I never felt like I was supposed to. And then I can clearly see the why now that God wanted to use that for my the launch of season two, which I'm just so excited about. So anyway, so um, here's what I feel the Lord is talking to me about right now. Uh, 
so in this season, I've been in a season of waiting. That's been my season. And it uh, feels like that's been a theme for <laughs> a long time and for a lot of us, especially with this whole pandemic. Gosh, do we not just constantly feel like we're waiting, waiting, waiting? I know I've talked about this before on some of my other episodes. Um, so anyway, that was my season. Well, today felt like he has launched me or propelled me into a new season. And some of you may be... Uh, getting ready to start a similar season and so I want to encourage you if this is you and I want to ask you some questions as well so oh my goodness sorry it's hot here in Texas today (laughs) so I went into my prayer closet this morning hadn't been in there in a really long time felt like the Lord was just drawing me back and reminding me about the importance of being very intentional when it comes to prayer Brendan and I usually pray together in the morning. I have a coworker, Amanda. I think I've told you about her. She and I pray on a consistent basis for our, each other and, and especially for our, our district and kids and parents and families, teachers. But she and I have fallen off. Like it has been hard to find that time because it's been so busy back to school, all this new students registering. It's just been really, really busy. And so we have not been intentional. We've just, from the minute we get there till the minute we leave, we don't even take a lunch. It's just crazy. So anyway, she and I decided we are back at it. So that was this last week. Well, then this morning when I woke up, God just really prompted me to just say, get in your prayer closet. You haven't been in there in a long time. So I got down on my face in my prayer closet and Holy Spirit is just so sweet to minister to us exactly in the way that we need and he started speaking to me about some things one was i'm just not taking care of myself right now i'm not taking care of myself all right so as you can tell i got cut off on that last one maybe because i was a little (laughs) long-winded and also i was very winded and i apologize i hope that wasn't too painful to listen to i was on the trail and i was getting or fixing like they say here in Texas fixing to tell you why I was on the trail um, obviously you know to enjoy nature and get exercise but there there was a deeper meaning a deeper why and that's what um, God was speaking to me about this morning and that's what I wanted to share and also felt uh, that he had some questions for me to ask you if you find yourself in a similar season so anyway I just got done running and walking again So if I'm a little winded, I apologize, but I'm sitting down this time. So it should be a little easier for you to listen to and a little easier for me to actually speak. So like I had said, I got into my prayer closet and I was literally on my face and doing a little bit of that crying out, just spending time with him and asking him for um, just some direction and Um, just to speak to me and he always does he just is so faithful to meet us right where we are no matter how far we feel we've strayed no matter how many times we feel we haven't gotten it right or we've messed up or whatever he's so sweet to draw us back to himself to meet us right where we are and to minister to us through his holy spirit and to speak to us so as i was on my face i felt definitely felt um that small still voice whispering to me that I need to take care of myself. I have not been doing that. And I've been kind of doing a lot of stress eating. Like I had mentioned before, I'm tired. It's kind of a stressful season right now. So I 
had not been eating well at all. And I had just come off this deep cleanse and was feeling great. No sugar, no gluten, no dairy, all that stuff. And boy, I went 100 miles in the other direction and got really far away from where I was. So I just wasn't doing well. And anyway, I felt him saying, you've got to take care of the, yourself. Not not for the typical reasons why I may have wanted to do that in the past. Not so that um, I could be a certain size or have a certain number on the scale, even though those things are nice and they are goals and tangible things that we can work for towards. But the so that for me is, this is what I really felt the Holy Spirit saying, need you to do these things so that you can minister and do all of the things that I'm calling you to do. Because if you're not healthy, if your mind isn't sharp, if your body isn't Uh, physically in shape and healthy, you're not going to be able to do these important things that clearly I've laid on your heart to do. And so that's where I was. And, and wouldn't, you know, God is so sweet. Like I said, when you spend time with him and then find out what to do, he will clearly show you and confirm to you whether or not uh, it's from him. Uh, And of course he did immediately through his word uh, that later that morning, I spent some time uh, doing my Bible reading. I'm doing a yearly Bible in a year, which I highly recommend. Lisa, my sister, and I are going through that. But uh, it just so happened that we were reading about Solomon building the temple, which is a temple is just a a dwelling place for the, the Lord, for the Lord's presence. And boy, that temple had to be excellent according to God's standards and a lot of attention to detail. And Solomon took his time making sure that it was done to excellence. And so that definitely was paralleling with the things that, sorry, there's people on this trail. Um, that was definitely paralleling with the things that he has been speaking to me about my own body. You know, our bodies are a temple. They are where the Holy Spirit lives and dwells in us. And he uses these temples of ours to minister to other people because wherever we go, he's with us. And he is in us and, and working in and through us. It's him. It's him who does the ministering. But he has to have... First of all, he has to have willing bodies, people who are going to be willing to do what he says and go where he goes. But also, we've, they've got to physically be able to get us there. They've got to last. We, we want these bodies to last. So anyhow, that's what he was speaking to me. You need to take care of yourself. And then the other word that came to my mind, just like a flood, was grace. Just Trish, give yourself grace. Yes, you've strayed, but it's okay. Give yourself grace. And so those were the two things, and I was praying, praising him. I I look over, like I told you, I was on my face. Right now my closet is a total disaster. Every weekend I go, I'm going to clean this up. I'm going to get in here and do that. You know, Marie Kondo, um, what is that book? I can't remember, but you all probably know what I'm talking about, where you hold each item in your hand. If it doesn't spark joy, you get rid of it, and it's a great way to clean out your closet. Well, oh, the life-changing magic of tidying up. That's it. Sorry, I chased a squirrel on that one, but uh, it does, it, it is life-changing. So anyway, I've been meaning to do that. Haven't done it. I'm on my face. I can barely squeeze in my closet. It's that messy. And I look over and I see this pile of stuff. And on the very tip top of this pile of just books and whatnot, there are these two thin books. I cannot see the top because I've got shoes or clothes or something on it, but I can see these two thin books and they just caught my attention. And I just really felt like the Lord was saying, pick up that book, go read it. So I picked them up. They were matching books. Brendan and I had started a study. I'm thinking probably five, six, seven years ago. And we started doing it together. It was an online thing with Chip Ingram, very great Bible, Bible teacher. And the study is called, um, 
biblical priorities for a busy life or something like that. And we were so busy that apparently we, we didn't get to finish it. <laughs> so anyway, we had done two sections. So I picked up that third section and wouldn't you know how totally in line and appropriate and perfect timing it was with what the Lord had been speaking to me in my closet. It was all, uh, the theme of that one was having self-discipline. It was the fruit of self-control and self-discipline, which is obviously the major fruit that one of the major fruits that we need to have in order to do the things that we need to do to take care of ourselves. It requires discipline. It requires self-control to be able to eat right and to get up and go work your, you know, work out and do all those things. So anyway, the whole thing was on self-control and discipline. And um, the example that Chip used, he had mentioned that there was a, a young girl in his ministry office who felt like God was leading her, calling her to do a marathon. And she had never run a day, literally never run a day in her whole life. And so Chip was kind of tongue in cheek, just saying, yeah, good luck with that. But, um, you know, of course he encouraged her and, and spurred her on. Well, when it came down to it, she was able to run that whole entire marathon without stopping. And the thing that kind of really spoke to me was that she, this is what, Chip had said that in, inside of that body of hers, God had already given her everything that she needed to be able to run that marathon. The muscles, the strength, the breath in her lungs, uh, the stamina, all that, the, the way that, you know, your, her body was working together to, uh, like a machine, right, to run this marathon. So she already had what she needed, but, and here's, here's the big thing for me, is that she had to enter in to a season of training. And training, of course, we all know, is not always fun. It's not always easy. Uh, there's a, The Bible talks a lot about training. I'm, I'm out here on the trail. I don't have um, my Bible in front of me, but I'm familiar with this verse, and you might be too, that we are all you know, running that race and keeping our eyes fixed on the prize, and that we're in, um, I'll have to find it to give us exactly the verse, but, um, that, you know, we're in it, we're in a season of training. We, this life of ours, this Christian walk that we have, it's not a sprint, <laughs> it's a marathon and it requires training. And what does that look like as far as our Christian walk? Well, it requires, uh, you know, spending time with the Lord, praying, uh, pressing in, being in the word, walking alongside people, being in fellowship, get being under someone's teaching getting discipled all of that stuff takes time it takes practice it also requires falling on our face and getting back up and going through these seasons of trials and tribulations that we go through all of that is a part of training and so as i'm listening to that i could i can feel this little prompting trish you're you need to run you need to do something you need to run and i didn't really uh think marathon was uh, the right word for me. Uh, I was that girl in PE. We had to, when I was in elementary school, we had to run the mile every Thursday and they timed us. I almost never could run the whole thing. One time in my entire elementary career was I able to actually run the entire thing. Most of the time I ran and walked it. I have asthma. I just don't like running. My brother, on the other hand, Rob, he would get his name on the little they had a, like a scoreboard, <laughs> like a, the top, you know, five runners. And his name was always up there. Now he does Ironman 
races and he's awesome and he's such an inspiration but personally I've never enjoyed running and I and I never had a desire to go out and run a marathon but I knew this was a week ago today I knew that God was calling me to do something and so that day I went and I signed up well first of all I did some research and I found um the a couch a couch to a 5k training and I mapped that out i printed out some blank calendars and I mapped out what that would look like. You could do a four week one or an eight week one. I'm not stupid. I took the eight week one. My body is not in uh, that great a shape. And some of you know, I've, I've had some back issues. And so I was a little concerned about that, but I just figured if I take it slow, if I listen to my body, if I stretch, if I use the foam roller, if I do all those things, I'll be fine. So I planned it out. And then probably the most defining moment, or I guess the most important thing that I did is that I signed up for a 5k on November I think it's November 7th, exactly eight weeks after I started. And here's, here's where my brain went. I thought, I can't tell anybody that I've done this because what if I fail? Because oftentimes I start things and I don't finish. I, I've done that a lot in my life and I'm sure some of you can relate, but I thought I better not tell anybody because I don't want to like look like a failure and I don't want to be embarrassed, right? I'm looking at myself and self-preservation and I don't, don't want to look like a fool. And then I uh, definitely got some different thoughts going through my mind about that and how one of the most important things in our Christian walk is having accountability, having a partner to walk alongside with you, to spur you on, to encourage you, to challenge you, to build you up. Uh, we need that. We need that in all walks of life. And I definitely knew I needed that too. So after I first signed up for my 5k using my daughter's debit card, because I didn't want Brendan to see that I was signing up because I didn't want him to laugh at me, which I know he's, he is an encourager. He's not going to think this is stupid, but uh, in fact, I already told him and he was excited for me. So anyway, after I signed up, I sent some texts to some of my little, my marathon, my friends who I know are really into running. And I sent them and I said, Hey, here's some pictures of me. This is what I'm doing. Can you please hold me accountable? So anyway, that's where, that's the season that I feel God is calling me into now, a season of training. It's been a season of waiting and now I'm in this season of training. But I think more than anything, um, and God had been preparing this for me for weeks now, the word strength has been coming up over and over and over for me for several, several weeks, probably a couple months. And I can sense the Lord asking me, whose strength are you depending on? Whose strength are you going to depend on for anything, for doing this podcast during this busy season of my life? I know that God has called me to do this, among other things. I believe he's calling me to write. I believe he's calling me uh, to do some other types of ministry with retreats and stuff like that. But I'm looking at it going, but I can't. Well, you know what? It's true. I can't. I can't do None of us can do the things that God is calling to do if we're going to depend on our own strength. And guess what? He actually wants it that way. <laughs> he designed it that way because he tells us that when we are weak, he is made strong. He gets the glory. When we press in and do something that we think there is no logical, like earthly human way that I can do this, he steps in and he takes over and he gets the glory and he is, he proves, he shows the world, he shows us and he shows the world, hey, look what I can do through you. This is me. It's not so that we can get the glory, it's so that he can get the glory. So that's, um, 
that was the other big thing that I felt um, he was speaking to me. And then that one verse came to me, um, that verse in Philippians, uh, verse 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And I got to thinking about that verse and thinking about sometimes the messages that we send our children, especially nowadays, is you can do anything. You can do anything you set your mind to. Well, I I don't think that that's true. I know for myself it's not true. I don't think that I can go out and um, join the women's NBA. And I'm, I'm short. I'm not a good, I'm, I'm not good at basketball. I don't know. I guess if I did nothing but train every day of my life, maybe I could, but I really don't think so. I don't think I was built for that. I don't think that I have the intellectual capacity to be a neuroscientist or, you know, astrophysicist or anything like that. That's just not, no, I can't do all things, but I can do all the things that God has called me to do. The things that he has laid on my heart and the things that he has laid on your heart, you, I can do and you can do. He wouldn't have placed those things on our hearts if he wasn't going to provide a way for us to do it. If he wasn't going to give us the strength, if he wasn't going to give us the provision, whether that's financial or whatever that is, he wouldn't have called us to do these things if he wasn't going to help us do those. But the question is, whose strength are we going to depend on? Are we going to depend on our own strength or are we going to depend on his? And so I guess for me, this is what I felt like he was telling me. I want you to do this marathon or not marathon. 5K is nothing like a marathon. For me, it feels like a marathon, people. I'm telling you, this is going to be huge. And I'm anyway, pray for me. (laughs) So Um, I feel like God's wanting me to enter into this season of training for this so that not only so I can be healthy and do all those things, but so that he can teach me some lessons along the way that I can apply to this other part of my life. These other things that God's calling me to do where I've been struggling. I'm just confessing. I've been struggling depending on myself and not on him. So as I enter into this season of training for this 5k, And who knows, maybe I'll go keep going from there. I actually was smiling. Y'all, I was smiling today when I was running this trail. And today was my little bit harder day. I moved up just a little bit. Now I'm running for a minute and a half, walking a minute. Minute and a half, walking a minute. And I was actually smiling. That is really kind of like a miracle. So anyhow, that's what I feel like he's wanting to do is I'm entering into the season of training for this little 5K and then spending being intentional about spending that time in self-reflection and what are the lessons lord that you want to teach me while i am in this other season of training uh what are like kind of like that i guess that's a literal season of training that i'm in right i mean i'm sorry figurative literal season of training what can i figuratively learn in this other season of my life so okay so that's it so i want to ask you and then i'll stop um i want to ask you what season do you believe you are in right now? Are you entering in? Are you over that season of waiting? Have you been waiting for something? Is there something that God's calling you to do? Is there something that he's laid on your heart? And if so, what's stopping you from doing those things? And is it time for you to move into a season of training? And who knows, maybe it is just for your physical health. Maybe you, like me, 
kind of got off the path and you look, you're looking at yourself or feeling how you feel and you're thinking, I can't do this anymore. I've got to get it healthy. I can't do this for my family. I can't do this. So what season are you in? Are you in a season of training? And if you are, whose strength are you depending on? Are you depending on your own strength or God's? I think it's harder sometimes to depend on his strength, to be honest. I'm just being honest. It's, it's easy to look at ourselves and think about what I can do and to try to kind of, it's, it's really like a control thing, I think. Well, what can I do and how can I figure this out? And it's, it's harder to, to lay things down at his feet and to trust. It takes more faith. It takes way more faith to, to depend on his strength than it does to depend on our own strength. So I, I, I just, I don't know. I just feel like somebody needed to, to hear this today. What are you waiting for? What season of training do you need to enter into? And whose strength are you depending on? So that's it. I hope that uh, you will tune into the next episode, which is um, The Backwards Roller Coaster by Tara. I've interviewed Tara, my friend, and um, I'm going to share that testimony next. That's going to be the launch episode, season two, episode one, and then there will be a teaching to follow uh, called The Backwards Roller Coaster. So I hope that... uh, Let me just pray. Father, I come before you and thank you so much, Lord, for your Holy Spirit. Just so grateful that you've given us a helper so that when we spend time with you, we can actually hear from you and we can get um, directions for our next step and we um, we can hear your voice telling us the things that you want us to stop doing, the things that you're convicting of us, convicting us of, and to hear your voice telling us what you want us to do. So we just thank you right now for the power of your Holy Spirit. And I pray, Lord, for each person listening, that your spirit would just rush in and just overwhelm them and remind them how much they're loved, remind them of your strength and your power and your grace. Lord, I pray for anybody listening who has a desire on their heart, something that you have placed in their heart that you clearly, uh, they clearly know is from you, something that you're prompting them to do. Some, if it's something little, if it's something big, I just pray for them, Lord, to um, take the first step and to spend time with you so that they can get clear direction about what, what that first step is. Uh, I pray for... Uh, um, ah, sorry, I pray for your grace to cover, to cover each person that even if there's somebody listening right now that thinks, well, it's too late. I've, I've, it's, I'm too far gone. It's too late. I can't do that. I pray Lord that you're, you would just come in and, and wash them, just wash your grace over and just cover them with your grace. And meet meet them meet all of us where we are lord help us to take that step and depend on your strength help us to remember that we're doing these things that you're calling us to do for your glory so that you can be glorified so that others may come to know you so that we can make your name famous lord so um we just thank you so much for this time to pray we thank you again for your holy spirit and i pray all these things in the powerful powerful name of jesus amen 
Okay, psych, I thought that I was done recording, but I woke up this morning and I remembered that there were a couple of loose ends. And so the first thing that I wanted to share was how just I wanted to provide one more example of how the Lord confirmed what he was speaking to me in my closet. And and I want to share this because I'm hoping that it it's something that you can apply to your own life and look for evidence in your own life. There's so much evidence of him and the way that he wants to speak to us and confirm it. We just have to be open and look for it. So when I was on my face in my closet, I talked about the two things that he was speaking to me. One was that I really needed to treat my body as uh, his temple and take care of it so that I can do the things that he's calling me to do. I need to get be healthy and uh, doing that through through this process of training. And so that was the one thing. And then the second thing that I mentioned that he the word that kept coming to my mind was the word grace. And I felt like he was telling me, my grace is sufficient. He his word tells us that my grace is sufficient for you. And when you are in, in your weakness, you're made strong. His weakness is perfected in us. Or our, his strength is perfected in our weakness. But right after that, when I, when I saw those little books and I got up and I went to my couch and, and I sat down and I watched the videos and I worked through this little Bible study, that word grace, I forgot to mention, it just popped off the page. And so I wanted to read that Um. It says, discipline is, this is just defining what discipline is. Discipline is the spirit-empowered ability given by God's grace that allows us to say no to the quick fix and the easy road and say yes to the harder but better way. And then the verses that follow were Titus 2, verses 11 and 12. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age. And so I just really wanted to share that as another example of when you get alone with him, when, when you spend time with him, and you listen, and you're and you're just quiet. He will speak to you in a way that you just know, you know it's him. And if you have any doubt in your mind, he's going to just follow up, and he's going to show you again and again and give you so much evidence that, yes, you did hear from me. You're, you, yes, you heard. You heard correctly. This is what I'm speaking to you. So that was another example. And then I've talked about... God being an and then kind of God, right? He just loves to do that. He he just he just loves to I think almost like he's taking a, a pencil or a pen and just putting an exclamation point at the end of the things that he's saying. As if once wasn't enough, here you go. I'm going to say it again and I'm going to say it a little louder with an exclamation point. So I just have to tell you this is oh, this is so so cool. This morning at church he he confirmed all of this again. It just so happens that our sermon today was about 
living well first of all the first verse that he started with was the verse that I was looking for yesterday I don't when I was on the trail and I was talking about there's verses there's verses about winning running the race and I just don't know where it is and I was actually going to try to find that today when I did this little follow-up but guess what I didn't have to go find it because at church today the pastor that was the first verse that he talked about. <laughs> so uh, it just, it blows my mind. So here it is. I'm going to read it in the New Living Translations translation. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. And then verse two, I love this. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. So, okay, and then if that wasn't enough, and then the pastor used an example of of perseverance and self-discipline. And of course, you can guess the example that he used was marathon. So that was the other thing. And then he, he... use the word training and process and how when we go through these things, this Christian, he was referring all of this uh, as as the Christian walk, right? Not just this uh, literal grace that we're in, but this Christian race that we're in, this walk, this life. And he talked about the very things that were in this Bible study, the very things that God had been speaking to my heart. What I'm going to do is actually paste the link to that sermon in my um, episode notes. And so it, it was excellent. If you get a chance, I would highly encourage you to go back and listen to the sermon. It was excellent. And I just want to say one last thing. There's a, one more and then. The, the very last thing that um, the pastor ended with was this idea of accountability and getting in a small group and making sure that you have people to hold you accountable, encourage you, spur you on as you're in this race, as you're walking out this this walk. Um, and, you know, that was the thing that I was thinking I didn't want for my my 5K run. I, I was thinking, oh, I don't think I want people to know this. But then the Holy Spirit really prompted me to say, I mean, you got to start telling people about this because you you do need that accountability. You need the encouragement. And so anyway, he ended with that. So I just love how God works. And, and he wants to do this all the time. I mean, and he does do it all the time. He wants us to go to him, spend time with him, listen to him, get still enough, get quiet enough to hear from him, and then just do what he's calling us to do and then he so wants to just continue to speak to us in ways that we know yeah that was that was me like he that's just who he is and what he wants to do and how he works and he he's he does it all the time but I just love that I'm never surprised by it I'm I mean I'm I'm I never stop being surprised by this when he does these things in my life it just makes me in awe of him I love that I he he allows me to have that sense of wonder and I don't lose that sense of wonder of just how incredibly awesome he is he is truly 
an awesome God. So I just challenge you today to go spend some time with him, hear from him, and then do the thing that he tells you to do and just watch what he does. Watch how he shows up. Watch how he gives you the evidence that, yes, that is exactly what I wanted you to do, and here's how you know. I can't wait uh, to see what he's going to do. All right. Hope you have a great day. Bye.